Hello and welcome to Life Tools from the Warm Heart. I am Professor Chuoza and I'm together with my friend Yamikani. And I'm so excited today. I'm actually very excited because the conversation we're going to have today is very close to my heart, um, which I know actually is one of your main things you try to do. It's almost like a summary of your life. You try to make sure people get to live authentically. Mm. And today we're going to be able to talk about authenticity and and i'm really excited about that but thank you once again dear listener for joining in um and today um as we're about to get into this conversation i wanted to just remind you that you can email us questions you can send us comments um, but today uh professor just wanted to just start from this question you ask in your book uh why do people wear masks yeah thanks very much indeed so we tend to wear masks, and by masks, we are not speaking of the masks people wear for, you know, for during times of COVID yeah, or yeah. the face masks. Yeah. We're really speaking of the masks, the pretending. Mm. The pretending to be a certain type of person, a certain type of persona. Mm. And there are different reasons why people will pretend yeah. to be what they are not mm. or to give a certain impression mm. of something they are not. Um one of them is because as social beings, we draw our sense of worth and value from mm. our interactions with other people. Mm. So very often you'll find that people um, will often tend to wear masks because they want to be seen in a particular way. They want yeah. to give a particular impression, but that is not who they really are. Mm. But also because there is pressure mm. for them to be that. Wow. Let's just talk about pressure. Uh, because most of the times we a little bit more talk about teens being affected by peer pressure. Mm. But really, there are a lot more adults that are wearing masks. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Where is that pressure coming from? The, the, the pressure is so deeply ingrained mm. that you have to be a certain kind of person, mm -hmm. that you are of value only if you're married, only if you have mm. so much money, only if you have this, you have that, you have yeah. this, you have that. Yeah. And the thing is that if you don't have those things, yeah. then the social cost... In other words, the way people respond to you Social cost. is really quite intense and quite painful. Mm. And we generally fear rejection. Mm. Everyone wants to be liked, to be loved. No one wants to be rejected. Yeah. But as you're talking about the pain of rejection, isn't hiding painful as well? Because you are isolating yourself from a reality? Very much so. You are isolating yourself number one, from you, mm. because you're having to put in so much effort to pretend. Pretending <laughs> takes effort. It takes energy. Wow. So it's and exhausting. It's exhausting. Wow. Exactly. So um, that happens a lot. Yeah. So you have to make sure that you, um, you are as authentic as possible because it will be painful. And the most painful thing about that mm. is that you live with yourself 24-7. Mm. Mm. And when you are pretending, you even know at the time that, you know, this is pretense. Mm. But I have to keep up this appearance. I have to keep, you know, yeah. uh, keep this up. I mean, I remember one um, example that, that, that stays with me. This was in South Africa yeah. where one of my colleagues yeah. um, who was lecturing at, at, at the university there mm. would 
was driving this amazing Mercedes-Benz, expensive, yeah. flashy cars. And yeah. I always, you know, thought, oh, wow, you know, I'm happy for him. Yeah. Uh, and then one day I got a call Yeah. Um, to say, I'm really, really stranded. Can you lend me a little something? Yeah. And let's meet at the admin building. So I drove down yeah. in my second-hand car to the admin <laughs> building uh, to give, to lend money to somebody in a open convertible Mercedes-Benz. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is... That's just heartbreaking in a lot of ways. It is really. It and, is. And 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 that there's pain there. But as well, if you are hiding in a mask, you're not living authentically, it means you're continuously lonely as well. Very lonely. Lonely. Because the people are not liking who you are, they're lo- liking the mask, right? Exactly. They are liking the mask. And um one of the things about that is that you are not able to engage with them at the level of who you really are. Mm. In fact, it's not even a, a relationship. It becomes a contract. Oh, wow. I will only like you if you drive this flashy car, if you are this, if you are that. And so you are trying to buy, to earn being liked. Wow. Now, I'm just going to go for it because I can. <laughs> uh, I'm living in my authentic self right now. Why are we afraid of showing who we really are. Maybe I should put it this way. Why do we hate showing who we are to the point of hiding that? John Powell yeah. put it very well. Okay. He said the real reason, the reason, or words to this effect, the reason I do not show you who I really am mm. is because you might not like who I really am. Mm. And that is very scary for me. Wow. Yeah. So in his book, Why Am I Afraid to Tell You Who I Really Am? Yeah. That was the response he gave. And um, we absolutely are afraid. We are so conditioned. It is a conditioning. We are so conditioned to be a particular type of person. So if someone is listening right now and they're in this mask and they're exhausted, they're tired, they just don't know what to do anymore. What can you say to them? And as well, those that don't even know who they are supposed to be or who they are, because this mask has become who they think they are, Mm. how can they find their authentic self? It takes courage. Okay. You have to really be brave. And so the best way is to start with small little steps. Yeah. So, for example, um, let's say to give an example... You know, your friends say, oh, let's go out to this place. Mm. But you really don't want to. You just want to stay at mm. home and rest. Mm-hmm. Then say, no. Yeah, I want to stay, stay home and rest. Yeah. You know, instead of going out because, oh, gosh, you know, what will they think of me? And da, da. So yeah. start with small little things. Yeah. By just by saying, well, this is, you know. Yeah. This is my truth. Mm. Now, if your friends or whoever does not respect your truth or do not respect who you really are, then ultimately before they can respect you, you have to respect who you really are. Mm. You have to respect that, okay, right now this is what I feel. I don't want to go out. I just want to stay. And that's okay. Mm. Your validation must not come from your friends. It Mm. must come from you. Yes. So if it's that fact of if you live for people's approval, you die from their rejection. Yeah, exactly. How can we be a people 
that allow others to be themselves, to authentically be who they're supposed to be? How can we choose that? It's, it's a great question, but a very difficult <laughs> answer because we are so conditioned yeah. to not recognizing the uniqueness of individuals. Mm. Our approach to life yeah. is often that we are all uniform. That just because this is how I feel, then everybody must feel like this. Everybody must f- follow this path. We don't ar- allow individual variation. Mm. And we're not comfortable with it. And we miss out. And we miss out. We miss out totally on enabling somebody else to be who they are. Because I, if they are who they truly are, if they're authentic to themselves, then yeah. who I am yeah. will be better off. Mm. So we have a culture. Yeah that just doesn't allow that to happen. Mm. So this conversation is very personal for a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people grew up in spaces or in, in cultures that don't allow them to be who they're supposed to be. And you said the first step is to take, to have courage and take the small steps. Mm. And those small steps build up. And over time, that courage is transferable to other areas where you have big things that you have to do. Um, in spaces that you don't, you are meeting resistance, what do you do? If you're trying to live out your authentic self and there's a lot of resistance uh, because you're just different, how, mm. do, how do you do life? It's difficult. What you have to do is you have to find people yeah. or groups or a community of your own yeah. who validate and acknowledge who you are. Mm. Because that will really empower you. Yeah. Um, and so you start small. So you have a few friends who like you as you are, for whom yeah. it's a friendship yeah. or it's a relationship, but it's not a contract. Mm. Yeah. So, mm. so, so that validation really helps to feed mm. um, and give you the courage to deal with the wider yeah. society. Mm. Um, in your book, Mind Tips, A Psychology of Practical Living Skills in Malawi, you argue that we wear masks to prevent genuine relationships. Is it right for me to say, unless you are authentically living in who you are, your relationships might not be as genuine as you think they are? That is correct. Because... You are constantly pretending. Mm. But you know, the one thing that is interesting in the midst of all that mm-hmm. is that there's a part of you that knows the truth. Mm. And you're constantly battling against that. Mm. So it's a, a constant internal dialogue with the self. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So whilst, yeah, people are happy, everyone seems good and fine, mm. but within you, there's that sense of, nah. Yeah. This isn't me. Yeah. Now, to build on that, when people are pretending, uh, I would call uh, the muscle of pretending, that muscle is normally seen in places where they have pain. A lot of people look like they have everything together. They don't go through hardships and pain. Uh, therefore, they don't ask for help. Yeah. Uh, or other people don't even notice they're going through really tough mm. things and people just think they're immune to pain. Mm. But really, deep down, they're dying. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone like that? What, what, what to? 
I can cast a vision for them. Like, what are they missing by mm-hmm. pretending that they're immune to pain mm. and they don't need other people or need any help? Mm. Pain, struggles, difficulties is part of life. Yeah. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. Mm. It is the reality of life. Yeah. So what you need to do in, in a situation uh, where you feel you have to pretend. Yeah is to at least acknowledge, to start by acknowledging to yourself that, you know what, yeah. I'm lonely. Yeah. You know what, I'm not enjoying this course that I'm taking. Yeah. You know, I'm doing it because my parents said I should do it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know what, I'm not. So the acknowledging yeah. is very important and it yeah. liberates you. Yeah. yeah. And so you don't have to feel the pressure to pretend that, you know, the pressure. everything is okay. Yeah. Because... Acknowledging struggle yeah. is not a sign of weakness. Mm. It's actually a sign of strength. It means you're living to the fullest capacity of your humanity. Yeah, absolutely. Now, in 2020, when life was very chaotic for most of the world and we went through this collective trauma, uh, my job is, I, you know, I'm a pastor of a church, mm-hmm. so I get to sit with people, process things, mm. um, and for the first time I stopped, I said, I also need help. I'm also in pain. Uh, that's when I started therapy. Personally, I found that therapy saved me. And from that time, I openly share that as well. Mm-hmm. Because if you are a religious person and you go to any prayer place, most of the times a person leading that can look like they don't, they don't deal with their own pain. Mm. And... I want to say as someone that has done that, there's actually a lot of secondary trauma too, apart from your own pain that you have to deal with. So this hiding was robbing me, actually, from experiencing healing, experiencing help, and finding people that could just support and stand with me in new ways. So stopping the idea of if you're a pastor or a church leader, you, you you have to look tough mm. and like you have everything figured out. <laughs> that picture was rubbing so much from me. And the moment I found myself in a therapy session, I realized I had stuff from when I was five mm-hmm. that needed to be addressed. Mm-hmm. That would come out in my leadership. That would come out in my conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Stuff that had just happened when I was 21, uh, when I had my first job and all these other things, or when I had my first breakup and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I had so many things that I didn't know had taken corners of my life and were controlling parts of my life that up until I recognized that, hey, I feel a lot of pain too. And I don't know why I'm pretending like I don't need help. Mm-hmm. I had... I literally, when I finished like the first six months of therapy, I felt like I had lost a lot of years from just punishing myself with my pain. Um, and I just wanted to share that, that it's important to be authentically okay and showing pain and being okay going through hardships. That's not a weakness. That's mm. You're living into your full humanity. I would even say that. And as a religious person, I believe God invites me to fully be human. Mm-hmm. And part of that is in this world we'll have trouble, but be of good cheer. Have hope because my faith says we have overcome. Um, so we're going to overcome in those mm-hmm. spaces. So just you know, sharing that piece of uh, my own journey and reality of used to be in so much pain and it took me 
2020 to knock me out of the park for me to go like, oh, snap, I, I need help. And when I got the help, I was like, why didn't I start this 10 years ago? <laughs> and, and I felt like I was so late. So I don't know if there's someone that, you know, is similar in my way, their nurse, they have seen so much in the hospital uh, or their driver, they've seen so much on the road mm. and all those other things, but they haven't even, they don't even have the language to think about how to deal with pain. Um, so they just mask it mm. and they just live lives like none of those things happened and they just leave that at work because they have to go home and be mm. mom or brother mm. or uncle or dad or whatever they are. Mm. What would you say to someone like that? Mm. Well, firstly, thank you for sharing. Thank you. Um, yeah, because it's really important for people to hear of what it actually does when you... Um, don't address mm. something you've been carrying for a while. So thank you, uh, thank you for sharing that. Mm. Um, what I would say to a person um, who must who is busy getting on with it, mm. I would say you are a human being, mm. not a human doing. Yes. So be, wow. feel, yeah. live. It's part of the life experience. Mm. It doesn't mean that life should always be happy, joyful, pleasant. Yes. It, there are moments when you get that, and yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah, but also the inner anguish, the inner challenges, confusions is part of the life experience. Mm. And when you are able to address it and to deal with it and recognize it as part of your shadow side, yeah, then you live, as you said, as authentically and are as liberated mm. as you yourself just pointed out in your own story. Thank you so much. I want thank us to you. wrap up here. Um, thank you, dear listener, for joining. And thank you, Professor, for just sharing a tool of courage to live authentically in the freedom and the identity that happens when we do that. Um, and dear listener, that's my encouragement to you. Mm. Thank you very much indeed. Yes, be the best version of you. Goodbye.